just excited about what the Lord is doing here at East River Baptist Church. If you would turn in your Bibles to Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10. Got a full full bottle of olive oil I can drink or a half a bottle of somebody's water I can drink. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Amen. No, I left my water down there. But uh, I want to talk to you tonight on how you can increase your faith. How you can increase your faith. You know, uh, many of you could probably say you've been given to faith promise for years. This church has uh, been part of Faith Promise for years. You can see on the back walls the, the evidence of that. And just the blessings, the joy in the church, it's, it's obvious. This, this church loves missions and has been given for years. But I think sometimes you get to the point where you feel like, you know, I've been given and I, and I just feel like I can't do any more. Not that I'm giving up, not that I'm going to stop giving to missions, but I feel like I'm to my max. I'm maxed out. And uh, just just can't give any more. And, you know, sometimes uh, I've been challenged by hearing what other people give and, and different things. And I think, wow, the lack of my faith. And, and uh, some people have, have said that maybe about, about me as, uh, uh, in, in different ways and, and said, wow, man, I need to start giving more to, to missions. But just by looking at maybe what somebody else does... But I've been to that place several times in my life where I felt like I'm just maxed out, you know. Just uh, uh, you know, we're we're in tight times where it's difficult and just maxed out. And I want to give you three ways. All my messages are simple. They're uh, uh, I'm simple, so uh, that just kind of goes with with it. But uh, anyway, so uh, I want to give you three things tonight to help you. To increase your faith, and and uh, you know that's something that impressed me in the in the middle of uh, COVID and all those things. How our church just stepped up and continued to move forward, continued to do more, and uh, it just shows that God's not limited. Amen. And uh, and I I I am just blessed to be around you that have faith and that give and sacrifice and do so much for missions. and um, But like I said, many of times I've been to the same place where I feel like I just just don't have any more maxed out. And uh, God has helped me with that. And one of the ways that He's helped me is by getting into the Word of God. I believe once you begin to get into the Word of God, that God will help you to increase your faith. And uh, Romans 10, verse 17, it says, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you again for tonight. Lord, I just thank you for this great church and being able to be a part of it. And Lord, just uh, um, rub shoulders with these men and women that have been so faithful here, just doing their part and getting the gospel around the world. But God, we want to do more. We want to... We want to uh, be able to support more missionaries. We want to uh, just have a greater vision for what you're doing around this world, Lord. And I ask you tonight that you would challenge us. 
Lord, maybe there might be somebody here that feels this way, that uh, just kind of to the point, I need to put the brakes on and and uh, maybe slow down in this area because because of the situations going on in the United States and around the world. But God, I pray that we would just open up our eyes and allow your word to speak to our heart. God, I pray you'd challenge me. God, just help me to be obedient to what you asked me to do. God, we love you. Thank you for all that you do for us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Reading God's Word always will grow your faith. Always will grow your faith. In 1 Kings 17, 1 Kings 17, verses 3 and 4, it says, Get thee hence, and turn... This is Elijah... uh, I was about to speak in tongues. I was about to speak in Spanish. Uh, uh, This is Elijah, and it says, Get thee hence... And turn thee eastward, and hide thyself at the brook Cherith, that that is before Jordan. And it shall be that that thou shalt drink of the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed thee there. In the in that amazing that God said, I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. I mean, uh, and we get worried about the situations and that we're involved in. We get worried about if God can handle the things that, that are going on in our life. Whenever He can take the animals, He can take anything that He chooses to take to meet our need. It's incredible. Uh, many of times we limit God and, 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 uh, God is not, God is not limited to our resources. By the things that we can uh, can see, the things that we can can count on, just by our our uh, our just looking at it, and 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 uh, God is so much greater. And and when you get in the Word of God and you begin to read it, and you read stories like this, and you find out that God has taken care of His people in strange ways, we need to just realize He can do the same for us. Amen. He he is not limited to our resources. In 1 Kings 17, verse 8 and 9, it says, And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongeth to Zidon, and dwell there. And I have commanded, that same little phrase right there, and I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. Sometimes he takes the most unusual or the most, the, the person that we would think that, that doesn't have the resources. And I believe the reason he uses people like that, that are willing to be used, is because he wants to show his power and, and meeting the needs of us. And, and, uh, I've had that happen over and over and over again. And these missionaries can tell you the same. It seems like the, the large churches, the churches that seems like they have so much, sometimes aren't the ones that that uh, that do so much for the missionary. It's the ones that you. Th- it's that widow woman. That's the one that that seems like they wouldn't have the ability, but God uses those people to do great things on on the mission field around the world. And so God commanded the ravens. God commanded this widow woman, uh, and this widow woman, He commanded her to give all that she had, all that she had to meet the, the need of God's man. 
And when she was obedient in that, then when she stepped out by faith, God blessed her. And I think we are so, and, and this is just a simple message, but I think we are so afraid. So afraid to step out by faith. So afraid. I mean, we can read these stories. We can think, wow, what God did for these people, but He could do the same for us. I think of, I think if, uh, if, if the Bible was being written today, would you be mentioned in it? Because the people in the, in the Bible are just normal, ordinary people. They're, they're not any, anybody special. They, they're just men and women. I mean, there's, there, there might be some instances that we might be mentioned in the Bible in a negative way. There's some people in the Bible that were mentioned and, and, uh, we wouldn't want to be mentioned in the, in the way that they were mentioned. But then there's, there's people that don't even give their names, but, but people that walked by faith, that were moved by God and, and, and blessed by God. And would you be mentioned if, if, if God, uh, if we were writing the Bible, Bible now, nowadays? Exodus, uh, 14, verse 10. It says, and when Pharaoh drew nigh, the children of Israel were uh, leaving, escape, escaping uh, Egypt, and the children of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them, and they were sore afraid. And the children of Israel cried out unto the Lord. And then in verse, four, uh, um, in verse 13 through 16, it says, and Moses said unto the People, fear ye not. Stand still. You know, Moses looked at them and said, Hey, don't be afraid. And to me, it's like the man of God is saying, We've been here before. You know, we have experienced some things in our life, and we've seen God be mighty before. Don't be afraid. We still serve the God that 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 is uh, the King of kings and that can handle any problem that might come your way. And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord, which He will show to you today. For the, for the Egyptians whom ye have seen today, ye shall see them again no more forever. The Lord shall fight for you. Amen? The Lord shall fight for you. And ye shall hold your peace. And the Lord said unto Moses, uh, Wherefore Christ unto, unto me, speak unto the children of Israel that they go forward. Just keep moving forward, amen? <laughs> when those obstacles are there and you can't see on the other side of them, just keep moving forward. Because something else is about to happen. But lift Thou up thou rod, thy rod, and stretch out thy hand over the sea, and divide it, and the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. That is incredible, amen? Incredible what God has done for His people. And He, he wants to do it for us this, this, uh, this year. He wants to do it for us now. But all we have to do is continue to move forward, continue to to uh, be obedient to him, they were. Uh, there was no way out of their situation, no way out. But God had a way out. Some of you might be in a situation tonight that that uh, it looks dim. It looks like there's there's no way out. They were about to be killed, and 
and uh, but God opened up the sea. And I've had some amazing experiences in my life when God has opened up the sea. When I I couldn't see past the next day, the next hour, and God opened up. When you get in the Word of God, you'll begin to see who He is. Stories about David and Goliath. David being a young man. All the the warriors of Israel didn't want to take on this, this giant. But David said, I've been there before. God has taken care of me in the past. And he had faith in God. Your faith in God is going to help somebody else. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. It doesn't matter what the world's doing, we're going to continue to serve God. It doesn't matter what others are doing, we're going to, we're going to keep our eyes focused on Him. It doesn't matter if we die in the situation. I mean, we're, we're victorious anyway. Daniel going to the lion's den. I mean, our, 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 uh, Problems a lot of times are so little, but to us they're so big. I remember, uh, uh, well, I won't mention, I, I remember just talking to Pastor about some of my little problems that I had, but to me it were big problems several years ago. Little problems. And I have people talk to me and I think, why don't they just get over it? You know, I mean, that's the, that is the, the, uh, the counsel I want to give them, but I can't. Because you can see, when you're not in the situation, you can see that it's not as big as they think it is. And, and, uh, but you can't see out of it. And, and so, uh, I think sometimes we just need to step back and say, you know what, God's still on His throne. God still has a plan. God has not forgotten about me. Feeding the 5,000. You know, the disciples were questioning the, you know, what, what are we going to do? And, and, and we just have just a little bit and all these things. And God had a plan. And God has a plan for this year for East River Baptist Church and missions. And we just have to get in His Word and begin to, to begin to, to figure it out what it is that is our part. The Bible says in John 1, Verses 1 through 3, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him. That ought to be reassuring. Amen? All things were made by God. And without Him was not anything made that was made. When we get into the Word of God, we begin to realize how great and how powerful our God is. I challenge you. I challenge you to, to get in the Bible in this, this week and, and just in your daily devotions and really, really realize that these are just not stories in the Bible. These are real people that, that, uh, walked with God and that, that stepped out by faith and, and God blessed them and we can see the same thing in our own lives. And then, how to, ex- how to increase your giving. Get it in the Word of God. And then number two, is prayer. Prayer. 
I think that's something that we've gotten far from. I really covet the prayers of people. I had a pastor from Bolivia the other day, right before we were we had traveled to Santa Cruz, and I hadn't heard from him in a while. He's a Bolivian, and uh, we traveled to Santa Cruz, and when we go to Santa Cruz, there's a there's a Pizza Hut there, and so we we. Uh, we went to visit the Pizza Hut, and uh, and so we were sitting there, and, uh, and that pastor came in. And he, we began to talk, and it's just always a joy to talk to him. Such a kind man, loves the Lord, and and uh, and he said, Brother Els, I just want you to know, every day I pray for you. When somebody tells you that, you need to realize there's... Billions of people they could pray for. <laughs> and they chose to pray for you. Prayer will help you increase your faith. Ask God to help your unbelief. You may not be able to see past your circumstances. You may not be able to see what God has planned and laid out for you. But prayer will keep you in communication with Him and He will, he will begin to open up like, just like, uh, how Abraham was, was asked to sacrifice his son and God told him to go to the, the city of Moriah. I mean, the, the, did I get that wrong? Uh, was it, is that right? Mount Moriah. But first He told him to go to the city and He said, I'll tell you what mountain to go upon. Sometimes, you know, we just have to take one step at a time, and then he'll fill us, fill us in a little more. He would shock us if he showed us what his plan was for our life. When God puts an amount in your heart this week, maybe he's already settled it in your heart. You know, he's not, he is not confused about what you need to give this year. Amen? He, he's not praying about it. He already knows. He knows exactly what you can step out by faith on this year and, and do for missions this year. And we just need to get in our prayer closet and find out. Let Him lay that on, on our heart. But whenever He lays that on your heart, that amount for missions, we need to be faithful to just trust Him. In Matthew 7, verses 7 through 11, it says, Ask, and it shall be given unto you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For every one that asketh, receiveth, and he that seeketh, findeth, and, and to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. Or what man is there of you whom, is, whom if his son asks bread, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks a fish, will he give him a serpent? If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask Him? God wants us, or God wants to give, but He responds to faith. God wants to give. Jeremiah 33.3 says, Call unto me, and I will show thee and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. 
I want to see some of those things that I, ha- I have not a clue what God is going to do. Just looking back over my life and realizing when I was 23 and God called me to preach and I felt so inadequate to do the things that He was asking me to do. And now looking back and not knowing that who I am and, and, uh, and how the ability that I have, just looking back and seeing what God has done in my life is incredible, and and I am looking forward, I'm this year I'll turn 50, and I am looking forward to what He's got for me in the future. This last year, Brooke and I, we, we bought a house in Bolivia. We were praying about it, talked to Pastor, and uh, we were just thinking about, you know, for years we've rented, and, and uh, we thought maybe the possibility of buying a house here in the United States, and, and I thought, you know, I'd hate to, I'd hate to, to buy a house and have a home that is that I can't live in. And so where our home is is in Bolivia. We don't say we're going home to the United States. Home is Bolivia. And, uh, and so we bought that house, and I'm telling you that this right now is because I don't see me leaving Bolivia. You know, I, I may leave next year. But I don't see that. I, I am looking forward to greater years in Bolivia. This church that we've built and, and the size of the church and the, and just everything about this, the first building that we built there in Ribadalta. You know, it's, it's way beyond what they need there in Ribadalta, but we have big plans. We've got a Bible college started. We've got several men studying there. We've got men that, that preach today. That have, uh, gotten saved without, within the last year and a half, already surrendered to preach and already, already preaching and good preachers. We have a, a big vision. But you know what? God's not, God is not afraid of your big vision. God is not scared of what you have in mind because it's, it's nothing compared to what He can do for you. Or through you. How to, how, you know, I think of just the things that He wants to do for us. As, as, when my kids were growing up, I, I enjoyed it more then than now because the things that they like now cost so much more. <laughs> but when they were little, I remember we'd go in the dollar store and, and I don't even know if the dollar store is still a dollar. Is it, is it? <laughs> and so, but I remember you going to the dollar store and, and I, I could tell my kids, they're just little, Anna's age and stuff, you know, you say, pick out whatever you want. They didn't know, they just thought, man, my dad's cool, my dad's, uh, you know, whatever, you, just, you can get two things if you want. And so they were, they were excited about it, and, and, and that was, that was my means. That was, uh, something that I could do for them. But I think about our Lord. Like we read just a minute ago, that has created everything, that owns everything, the things that He has in store for us, but we are held back because of the lack of our faith. How to increase your faith? Get into the Word of God. Number two, prayer. The last one tonight, I believe you can grow your faith by remembering what God has done for you in the past. I remember years ago starting out. I didn't start out as a as a little kid in church giving to missions. I remember my my dad 
uh, as he was pastoring that uh, we didn't always support missionaries, that as far as I know, but a missionary came by and, man, just opened our eyes to missions. And I remember... Uh, I remember when I started giving to missions and years ago and started out with $25 a week. And, and to me, that was a great sacrifice. A great sacrifice. And uh, I was excited about it. But looking back and how, how God has grown our, my faith, how that God has uh, uh, just, just continued to to allow me to see what he's done in the past, knowing that he's gonna, that he will continue to do the same in the future. Every time that I step out by faith, God is, God is gonna, uh, supply the need. The Bible says in Luke 6, 38, it says, Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over shall men give unto your bosom. For with the same measure that ye meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. You know, God has ways to meet our needs. There's a, a I have a, a family that supports me. They don't go to church. They don't, uh, they don't, you know, faith promise is not something that they, they do, but they, they took me on for support several years ago. And, uh, and looking at this verse, God says that men shall give unto your bosom. When you're faithful to give, sometimes God will use who He wants to use to give to you. Sometimes we th- we put Him in a box and thinks it has to be certain people or whatever. And these people, uh, they, they, they don't serve the Lord, but they, they send $250 a month. And they, they uh, uh, are appreciative of what we're doing, but they don't go to church. And it, it amazes me how God can put people in line to help His men, help His ministry, if we're faithful. Starting debutation, I had a I had a brand new truck. I was pastoring Gospel Light Baptist Church, and and I, I bought a brand new truck. And whenever I surrendered to go to the mission field, I thought, you know, uh, I told our church that I would stay until we got a pastor. I love those people in the church, and I, I didn't want to leave the church without a pastor, and so I told them I'd stay till we got a pastor. It took about three weeks to, to, uh, take my place. <laughs> and so, uh, but, uh, anyway, so then, right, right then I started debutation. I had two churches that were supporting me, and I, and with those two churches that were supporting me, would not pay for my truck payment. And I thought, man, what are we gonna do? And uh, it's no longer getting paid by the church or anything. And, and the first thing we did is we raised our missions given. I've heard people say, well, you're a missionary. Why do you, why do you give to missions? You are missions. No, I, I want to reap in the area that I'm sowing. Amen? And, and so uh, we, we raised our missions and God began to give us our support. In 14 months, God gave us the support we needed to go to, to Bolivia. And that has increased over the years. But, but uh, you know, just looking back, all of you would have different stories in your life that how God has saw you through a difficult time. I remember when, when Angie, my wife that passed away, when, when uh, she was 
uh, dealing with cancer and, and we were praying about what to do and she really wanted to go to Mexico and get some treatment there and I, and in my mind, you know, it's, it's, it's funny, you know, your kid will, will get hurt or, or, or feel bad or something and you, and you, the first thing that comes in your mind, if you're like me, and now if you have really good insurance, maybe you don't think like me, but, uh, but you, you think, oh, this is gonna cost. You know, this is, uh, the kid's sick. Do we really have to take him to the doctor? You know, can we, can we look online and find something out, you know? And, uh, and, 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 you know, we were, we were going through this, uh, situation and, and I knew what we had. I knew that we had just a few thousand dollars and, and the direction that she felt strongly about going, just the first visit was going to cost $35,000. And I said, I said, I want you to pray about what God wants you to do. And that's what we're going to do. And she said, I really feel like going to Mexico is the way I need to go. And I said, all right. And uh, I said, so we bought, we bought tickets like two weeks out. And that's all we had money for was the tickets to get there. We didn't have the money to pay the, the, the $35,000 up front. And within two weeks, we had over $50,000. Looking back, you can see how God has moved in your life. I have the privilege of being able to write prayer letters for the last, I don't know, 19 years, 20 years, and, and uh, being, being able to write prayer letters. And so I have kind of a record of things that have happened in my life, but you ought to take some notes when God's doing some things in your life. You ought to share it with other people and let them know how big God is and what He's done. Let your kids know what God has done for you this week. Let your kids know how He, how he has provided So that they can take those same steps by faith. I remember, I've shared this with you before, and how uh, Kenzie went to the hospital in Bolivia and and stayed a week in the hospital. And there, and whenever you get done uh, being in the hospital, they don't take the IV out until you pay the bill. And you know, you you're not leaving until you pay the bill. And so it was. Uh, Three thousand four hundred something dollars, and we were—I didn't have that money, but I had a credit card that that had enough money on it that that I could pay for the bill. So I went downstairs and swiped my credit card, and the, it didn't—it didn't work. And uh, and I thought, well, there's been some problems with that sometimes, you know, in another country, being able to use your credit card. And so I, I swiped a different one. And it didn't work. And, and, and so we called the company of the, the machine there. They said, no, there's no problems with the machine. I called my bank. There's no problems with the bank. They said, it's like there's a problem in the air. And, uh, and so <laughs> I, uh, I called my pastor at that time, was there in Arkansas, Pastor Claude Slate. And I, and I asked him, I said, you know, would there be any way that the church could loan me the money and we can pay this pay this bill and take our daughter home and, and these things. And, and he said, that would be no problem. But he said, let me go and see if, if anything has come in because all our checks would come into the church there. And he went and he looked and there was a check for 
just a few dollars more than what the bill was. A little over $3,400 or something. A few dollars more than that. And it was from a church in, in Arkansas, out in the country. And, uh, and I, afterwards I called that, so we paid the bill. We, he, he was able to deposit that and we paid the bill. And, and, uh, I called that church and he said, Brother Elsie, he said, we had no idea what was going on or what was going to happen in your life. But God laid it on our heart to send you this money. You know, I thought about it. Before she ever went to the hospital, they had to decide as a church to be a blessing to us. They had to be obedient to what God had put on their heart for us. And then it had to, it had to get in the mail and it had to be sent to, to our church. And, and so there was a lot of time in there, but the whole process, God was in the, God was Making the, the way straight. He was opening up the sea. He was, and I'm sitting here trying to pay with a credit card, going debt, and he's saying, I already taken care of that. Remembering the past. The church there in, in Ribadalta. I remember when, uh, we went to, Ribadalta, and we just thought we were just going to rent a, a storefront. We were praying about where we might where we might start the church. I already had the date that I wanted to start the church, and it was March the 6th. It happened to be on a Sunday, and it's my spiritual birthday. So I was excited about that. And, uh, and so uh, we had the date and everything. Time was coming, and, and we didn't have any place to, to, to start the church. And, and uh, so... We were praying about it, looked at some property, and they said, you know, that this property here is selling for $80,000, had a little house in the back of the property, but the rest of the property you saw it this morning was just a flat piece of land. And I said, well, $80,000, I don't have $80,000. <laughs> and and so they they said, okay, well, and, and I left, and we continued to pray, but I knew in my heart that was the place. It was just like I, I knew that that was where God wanted our church to be. And, but I left it alone, continued to pray, and we were looking and, and planning. And, and uh, then the guy called me back and he said, you know, I really need to sell the property. I can sell it for $60,000. And I was like, well, $60,000 is a lot better than $80,000, but I don't have $60,000. <laughs> and, uh, you know, hung up with him. And, and then after that... I told him, because I knew, I just felt in my heart, this is the place. I told him, we'll buy it for 50000 I didn't have $50,000. <laughs> I told him we'd buy it for 50000 and and he said, okay. And, uh, and now the pressure's on. And just, I mean, just like that, with, with the, the help of East River Baptist Church and several other churches... Just like that, we had fifty thousand dollars. We went the day, and he and the day we were signing the papers, he said, "Man, I, I feel so bad that that uh, I am selling this piece of property for this amount." And I said, "We hadn't signed any anything. You don't have to sell. It's your property. You don't have to." And he said, "No, I I have to. I I have to have the money." 
And so he sold the property. We bought the, we bought it and just seeing how God provides over and over and over and over and over. Incredible. This, let me, let me share this and I'll finish. <clears throat> We've been praying about some other things, starting this other church, trying to buy property for another, another, uh, church that we have and, uh, just praying about it. Same church that sent us, uh, Sent us the $3,000 years ago. Uh, the pastor's wife contacted me on Face, uh, what is it, not Face, not Facebook, but the Messenger. And I don't look at that often, and so four days later I saw it on there, and I, and I, called, I called their house, and she answered the phone, and she said, Brother Elsie, she said, my husband wanted to talk to you about giving you some money. And they had just sent me $2,000, and I, and I said, yeah, I received that, and I appreciate it. I thank the Lord for, for y'all sending that. And she said, no, it's not about that. And she said, I'll walk down there and, and get him. They are country. They live way out in the woods, in the, in the sticks, and country people. And he gets on, and I talk slow, but he is really slow. And he's talking, Brother Elsie, and... And he said, you know, we met with a man and we just want to be a blessing to you. I don't know what you got going on, but we're going to send you $50,000. This was just the other day. This week, next week, we're going to be buying property for another church. God is amazing. He is amazing. And if you feel like you can't do any more, you need to just get in the Word. Begin to allow the Word of God to encourage your heart. Seeing what He's done for others, He'll do for you. And then begin to get on your knees because He's not, he's not confused about what you need to do for missions this year. He knows exactly what you need to do. And then remember the times that He's brought you through when you thought there was no way out and He just opened up the door and opened up the door and opened up the door. And you may be in that situation right now where you, you can't see any further, further along, but he's got, he's, got, he's got it all laid out. We just have to step through the door. Let's pray. If you'd stand tonight, let's pray. Lord, I thank you again for tonight. Lord, I just thank you for this great church. I pray that you would challenge our hearts to continue to do more for missions. Ghana. Love you tonight. I thank you for the opportunity that I have to do a small part in what you're doing around the world. God, I thank you for these missionaries that are here tonight and the ones that will be showing up later this week. God, that they've just laid everything aside and said, Lord, I want to serve you. God, I want to serve you. God, I pray you'd bless them in a great way. Show your hand mighty in their life. God, we need you tonight. Guide us. Show us what you would have us do as a church. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.